sound effects all the we got price rugel so hey pete how you doing over there i'm well i'm well jay uh down a couple uh guys tonight but you know we're gonna have to pick up our performance so i'm ready man i'm inspired we got a nice monday night double header i'm enjoying so let's talk some football yeah big time big time we'll get into it since you called that double header everybody listening right now has already finished seeing both of them no doubt i wonder if cowboy fans will be angered or not to be continued but at least we know that the chiefs took out the bills and josh allen uh, had another poor performance uh a couple of weeks ago p we told a lot of people that josh allen you can put in your roster and ride him the rest of the year do you see this as some uh, a troubling trend with josh allen or is just a product of who he's playing against Ooh, man, I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty pretty tough. He started out so hot, you know, a bunch of games in uh, the 30s. He had one at 40, but now the last two weeks he's at 16 and 15, and I don't think there were that bad of a matchup either. You know, a lot of people have scored against Tennessee and Kansas City, so it's kind of troubling. I think the inaccuracies that I saw last year, one of the reasons I had him ranked lower coming into this year was his uh, 50% around, hovering around 50% completion percentage, uh, not only in college, but his first two years in the pros. That really, you know, troubled me, you know, with the bad weather in Buffalo. It's, uh, it was, uh, looked like to me to be a little bit more rushing, but, uh, seems, uh, I don't know, man, he's got a better schedule going forward, starting with the Jets next week. I'd, I'd keep him in there. He's got Seattle in a couple weeks, Arizona. I think we could see some shootouts, but I wouldn't be opposed to trading him. What do you think, Pat? No, I mean, th- those, those matchups that you just named are, are really good matchups to have him in. Um, and, you know, th- th- those rushing yards are hard to give up if you're going to trade him, um, you know, and the the, the chance of, of, of him, you know, busting a 40-yard run or, or getting a rushing touchdown, uh, although I don't know when the last time that was, but it seemed like it's been a while since – you know, he's had that spectacular kind of play. But uh, from what I saw from the little I, about what I saw the game uh, tonight, uh, yeah, he just looked a little bit more erratic. And, you know, it's a, you know, as our buddy uh, Jared, who's not here, it's a roller coaster league, man. You know, it's it's going to go, uh, you know, up and down. And, and, you know, the way the, you know, the way the COVID season is going, you know, who knows? Yes, sir. Week in, week out. What about old Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, man? I know, uh, I know you've got him in a league as well yes. as I do. I was very encouraged to see him say, uh, "Not so fast, my friend," to, to Le'Veon Bell. Yes, Wait, that's the big news that we brought up last time and hinted towards. We didn't know for sure, but yes, it came to fruition. Bell signs with the Chiefs, Mister Hilaire. Pat, you have him finally showed up as if it was his last day on the job. I mean, are you worried? Are you trying to trade him away or are you just happy that he showed up finally? Yes, very happy that he showed up and did something with those touches. You know, it it seemed like a lot, you know, before this game, he was running into a brick wall sometimes and, 
he looked good, you know, dancing behind the backfield, and then you know he'd get brought down and and wasn't the, and wasn't busting those ten yard, twenty yard runs. And uh, tonight he he showed out uh, pretty well, so I'm very happy. Uh, I think that funny. I think that Le'Veon Bell is going to kind of help his situation. I think they were maybe overusing him a little bit too much, and and I've watched him because he was a player I put a, a pretty penny on you uh, in the MFL. Number one guy. Uh, so. Yeah, I think maybe Le'Veon helps a little bit. If that sounds crazy, right? No, I, uh, I think I'm starting to lean that way too. P. I mean, do you see it like a like a Chub Hunt kind of relationship? Even yeah, that's, that's not a bad thinking. take. That is not a bad take. I could definitely see uh, Bell doing the Hunt role to where he's a little bit more goal line and a little bit more uh, receiving back. And uh, yeah, man, right. both are going to be valuable because uh, Clyde definitely showed that he's got to play. You know what I'm saying? No matter what's going on with everybody else, they got to get Clyde the ball at least probably 20 touches a game is what I'd say. And that probably leaves around 10 to 12 for Bell, which could be valuable as well. You know, we're looking at probably like an RB2 and a flex, you know, with the two backs. So I'd say ride them both. This was kind of an apparition of a game, though. I don't think they're going to see that many uh, that many carries for Clyde most weeks. So maybe yeah. if, you do, uh, if you do have a chance, I would I would maybe sell him while you can. But it's going to so be hot. tough because people people might know that Bell, that uh, Bell's coming in. So, you know, you might have right. to get creative. I mean, I'm thinking about trading for Bell. I mean, just to have that yeah. kind of duo and, and giving up some, you know, maybe some premium. That's not a bad idea to try know? and have both. I could try and yeah. think about doing that in my league as well. Just so, you know, whichever back scores, you know, just hope it's not Daryl Williams. It's hard to say what his role is going to be, you know, yeah. without seeing him in there, you know, firsthand. But. You know, it's it's an interesting move. Maybe I wait a week, see what he's what he looks like, and if he's getting, you know, they're probably going to work him in. But, uh, yeah. The good thing is just keep keep rolling Clyde out there. That's what I say. You know, yes. what I'm saying it, it was it was discouraging to see the signing, but now encouraging to see uh, this kind of usage. So I'd say exactly. yeah, you can't bench him now. Well, just for the so the folks know, we're going to be touching on uh, this week's top performers uh, at all positions here, and and then we'll naturally do our halftime hits with some uh, some stash yeah. of trash, kind of cover some of our bets from last weekend, and then we'll end the show with some waiver pickups uh, for the week. Uh, we should be able to get through a good bit of this, just going over the top performers. Uh, there were a lot of people who were supposed to get double digits for a lot of you, and you all witnessed them put up single digits, like we saw Mr. Tyree Kill do tonight, right? You all uh, saw her. Uh, and there's many more where that came from, as you all probably know. So definitely we'll try to touch on some of those, but uh, hopefully most of those won't be sustainable. So let's go ahead and get into our uh, into our first segment here with the top quarterbacks of the week. What kind of points did them QBs put up? Jay's going to tell you. They put up some big points. Thirty point games, big ballers, big ballers. Thirty point games, top five quarterbacks this uh, this weekend. P man was Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson, and Carson Wentz. Now, most people had Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson in the top five in the preseason. But Mr. Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, and Carson Wentz. Of those guys, Price, who do you see sustaining that kind of top 10-level play moving forward and who maybe was just kind of an off week and they they shined a little? That's an interesting, interesting group to choose from. Um, I'm going to say 
Tannehill looks the the most likely to sustain. I think he's moving up on my rest of season quarterback rankings. Last week, I shouted you out for uh, having him as one of your preseason quarterbacks to target late in the draft, and uh, that's really worked out. So I'd, you know, probably have him in my top seven, top eight quarterbacks rest of season right now. He's uh, got a little bit tougher schedule. We hinted at that uh, last week, but I'd probably have him firmly right there, you know, just behind the Jacksons and Watsons, you know, in that next tier down. Uh, Besides that, it was really good to see Matt Ryan back with Julio. You know what I'm saying? It's like he oh, was yeah. just kind of lost, piddling around like an old man, you know, couldn't yeah. couldn't find his way. And friend. finally, yeah, exactly. He finally found his best friend. He finally found a, a running mate to get out there and, you know, show that he's not washed, man. I've got him in Dynasty, and I was almost about to hit that panic button and, and ship him off for pennies on the dollar because he just looked awful, awful the last two weeks. So to see him out there and – number two right now on the week it's uh I, he's on my bench but i couldn't couldn't care less because he is he's just it's great to know that he's still matt ryan he's the guy that won the mvp once a ton of time so <laughs> what, do y'all think of, what do y'all think about Wentz? is that uh that's uh, i know pat started him in the league that's kind of a nice uh three touchdown performance uh against a tough matchup what you think about that pat very just like clyde edwards hilaire very encouraging to see you know i i, I was a dak uh victim I'm a Barkley victim and a Dak victim. I should start my own like hotline or something. Traumatized. Yeah, uh, exactly. very, I'm a traumatized uh, fantasy owner this year. Yeah. So it was uh, nice to see uh, Wentz come in and, you know, he looked, he looked horrible in those first, you know, moments in the first quarter of quarter and a half. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm about to put up, Maybe two zeros with my quarterbacks because I had Baker Mayfield, which we'll maybe touch on. I don't even know if we need to touch on him, but I was like, I'm, I'm about to put up two zeros with my quarterbacks. And uh, thankfully, as the game went on, he got more comfortable. Um, the rushing touchdown was was nice to see. He gets two in the air. Um, didn't throw for a ton of yardage, but um, he threw some nice balls. That one to Fulham in the in the end zone that he went up and, and got that jump ball. Uh, that yeah, was man. nice to see, you know, it's good. Um, he's everything they got, you know, he's, it's all yeah. on his shoulders. So, you know, right. the, good, the, bad, the ugly, it'll be all Carson Wentz from here on out. Yeah. I was about to mention, I mean, did, did he really start to finally pick up or was it just for him finally showed up in the game, you know? Yeah. They've got an option now. We should be talking about Mr. Fulham later. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what do you think about with, uh, Miles Sanders now being questionable for next week? Uh, Ooh, that's a, you know, that's a, that's peek into the waiver segment right there you know All right. one of our favorite callers mr boston scott you know from uh, yeah. Northeast, uh, <laughs> from boston a, exactly well let's look at those next quarterbacks though because yes a lot of quarterbacks did put up dud points so i mean we're just looking at this top 10 for this week at the moment though uh the next uh six or ten we got philip rivers kirk cousins jimmy g Pat Mahomes and Mr. Joe Burrow. Uh, now, of course, that list doesn't include, uh, you know, Miss uh, Old Boy for the Cowboys because since the Cowboys Dalton are playing or, right now. Uh, yeah, Dalton so, or Murray is not on that so list. So it doesn't consider those. But at least between those next guys, though, I mean, uh, you know, we consider Pat Mahomes to be in the top 10. Uh, but out of Phillip Rivers, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, and Burrow, I mean, are those just off weeks, P, because other quarterbacks didn't play up to par like an Aaron Rodgers or a Cam Newton? Yeah, that's part of it, man. It was a bad week for for fantasy scoring in general. There was a lot of uh, a lot of Josh free waiver wires, exactly. Tom Brady. Cam yeah. Newton, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of tough performances from a lot of big names. But uh, the one I wanted to point out was Jimmy G. Uh, oh, that Cam Newton is something else. 
Ooh, not this not, week. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He lost to Drew Locke at home, not something else. But uh, Jimmy G, man, I just uh, just came through on the wire that Raheem Mostert's got a high ankle sprain. So it's, yeah. uh, that's that's the year of high ankle sprains, man. It's struck again. So uh, we saw once Mostert in that rushing game slowed down, Jimmy G in uh, that short, short, short passing game. Like he, he, he doesn't throw it, you know, 10 to 15 yards. He throws it behind the line of scrimmage. Five yards is a far, a far throw for him. But when you're throwing it to guys like Debo and Ayukin and, and Kittle, he's yes. – uh, He's got quite an arsenal there, and uh, he's got the the mastermind himself, Shanahan, calling the plays. So I think Jimmy G might be uh, sneaking up into that streamer. Did you see that? You saw that stat uh, that I that I'd seen earlier out of PFF for uh, Jimmy G that he uh, has the higher he has the highest percentage of passing yards that come after the catch uh, out of any quarterback. So yeah, that's great play calling. His receivers can really do something after the catch. I mean, he has. Uh, between Kittle and Ayukin and uh, Debo, I mean those are some those are some yeah that's team yak right there. Yes, sir. Jarek McKinnon's a nice yards after scrimmage. Yeah, for sure. Well, Aaron Rodgers turned out, of course, among some other quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, do we expect we expect Aaron to bounce back, right? Like, what well, what happened in that game? That was like that was such an odd game. It was like he was trying to throw that game or something. It was. Uh, or like it was invasion of the body snatchers of the quarterback body snatchers. Like, well, I'll, I'll let Jay. I, I was going to bring up last year whenever Rodgers played the Niners, not only in the regular season but in the playoffs. Jay might remember those as a Niners fan. Oh, yeah. Rodgers just oh, yeah. couldn't. He couldn't do anything, you know. And that's right. what it looked like last night. So when basically things start going wrong, he just doesn't have the uh, the ability to even get, get any garbage. You know, you'd, you'd hope like in a situation this week, whenever uh, a guy on our list here is Kirk Cousins. He was down 21 nothing, but he was able to still get you 26 points because the garbage time was there, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's not automatic, you know? People think that, oh, this guy's down, so there's, I'm automatically going to get these points. No, you still have to do it, you know? It's still something that you have to put on the board, and Rodgers can't even do that, man. And those bad matchups, it's tough. And what sucks about him is you don't know when it's going to hit. Like, I thought that was a great play, you know? I know Tampa's got a tough D, but I think with Devontae Adams back, I thought it was going to be a, a, a shootout, so... Right, it's a little a little glimpse of the uh, the the old Rogers, the 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 bad uh, bad attitude Rogers, but uh, we'll see. I'd, I'd still be comfortable starting him. Yeah, it was a lot of bad quarterback play. I mean, a lot of people's quarterbacks who they started definitely did not finish in the top ten. I mean, because I, I didn't list Josh Allen there, right? Cam Newton, Tom Brady, either. Uh, you have Matt Stafford, who a lot of people had high. Teddy Bridgewater, who had been high. Uh, Baker Mayfield, as Pat alluded to earlier, with Case Keenum, who had to come in the game for him. I mean, do we see Baker lasting the rest of the year? I, I don't think so. I mean, he, he's just – did he get pulled because of an injury or because yeah. of performance? So he came in already banged up with ribs. They He was already coming in questionable. And then I think they just pulled him like a Jimmy G pull where – they could see that his throws weren't getting there. The ribs yeah. were kind of getting at him. And so Case Keenum came in. So it's just a matter of how long Case is in, I suppose. I, I the, heard somewhere that pressure, it was – Yeah. The, pre- he, he the was, pressure was getting to him. He he couldn't move, and he was just getting hit by that front seven of the Steelers. It was awful. They'll make you look like that for sure. I mean, that's a that's a good defense. Ravens and freaking Steelers every year have a good defense. Well, what about somehow. Tua coming in for a little bit? Is that nothing or is that something? Not yet, not yet. They're going yeah, in the bye. Uh, I think there's a very, very small percentage that something happens out of the bye. But after they've won so many games, you know, like why would they make a change? So I think you're still going to see uh, 
the the fits, you know, there was good magic and there was black magic, you know. He was uh, three touchdowns yep. before I knew it, and then there was two picks and nothing else. So it's, you got you got the, the entire roller coaster in one game on Sunday. Fitz, so we talked about that old Fitzy boy. He's like a good crap yes. roller, you know. Yeah. <laughs> somehow, somehow, me and Jared were both right. I was right in the first half, and Jared was right in the second half. That's right. You get to experience every emotion with Fitz, every fantasy yeah. emotion. Yes, well, let's go into the uh, next position, Pat, the running backs. Running backs. All right, and who's back at the top, P-Man? Derek Henry, King Henry back at the top. If anybody had him, chances are they won their league. Do you have any Derek Henry stock price? I have him in one league, man. He's a... He's, it's a PPR league. I was able to get him later in the first round than you normally would. And so it's been a, it hasn't been the best, honestly, with his lack of uh, receiving like, options and receiving uh, catches this year. I've been down or not as down as not as much as I'd hope. But whenever you go for 200 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, my God, 94 yarder. Like I'm just, you know, jumping and screaming and, you know, cheering the entire 94 yards. It was it was glorious he's just he's so big so awesome and no one you, can tackle him in the open field it's uh it's it's great you know if you like a top three guy the rest of the season if you went against him it was a very sad day for you right oh, <laughs> yes. Man, like brutal. i did i brutal. got blown out by 90 in Marty's league. oh yeah brother. yeah yeah mr mr absentee tonight yeah trey had uh i think watson and uh and henry on that team it was yes and he had fuller yeah, and Fuller. Yeah, he had the combo with Henry. So, let me round out that top five running backs there. Derrick Henry is followed by who Trey said would have his coming out party last episode. DeAndre Swift at number two, followed by Ronald Jones, Clyde Edwards Elaire, which we touched on, and James Conner. Yeah. A lot of people had Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards Elaire around that top five. But, Price, let me toss it right back to you on DeAndre Swift, Ronald Jones, James Conner. Do we see any of those three guys kind of remaining in the top 10 the rest of the season, or is this just sort of weirdness from some of them? As far as top 10, yeah, if we're going to crown somebody, uh, out of those three, the closest, oh, man, I don't know. I really love Rojo, but as long as Connor's healthy, he's definitely going to be hovering around that, you know, 8, 9, 10 in our weekly rankings every week, regardless of matchup likely, because uh, Snell Snell did get that. Goal line though, right? He did, he did, but that was when they were up by twenty to twenty five. I don't know, they were That's up true. by many scores once Snell got that that goal line at the end. So I uh, I think Connor, yeah, surprisingly enough, we all thought he'd be injured, but it looks like he might be hovering around that area. The other one though is the Rojo man. I talked about him last week, and everybody's bringing up Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette. That ankle is just not getting better. You know, Leonard Fournette's had ankle injuries since college, and uh, Rojo's showing no signs of. He's the he's the Steph Curry open. of the NFL. You know, he's got bad yeah. ankles. Oh, exactly right. Yeah, he's got to get he's got to get that worked out like Steph did. You know, get those extra big shoes, I guess. But uh, <laughs> what? Wait, wait. Steph's got extra big shoes. Well, you know, he got wears those high tops. You know, to 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 hold those ankles in place. So oh, okay. yeah. Some Joe Montana sketcher shoes type of. You know, like. <laughs> But yeah, man, Rojo, dude, the third straight game with 100 yards. This time he's getting in the end zone twice for you. Like uh, that team, they've got a great yeah. defense and and it's Tom Brady. So they might be wanting to throw the ball a little bit more. So you might have to adjust expectations for uh, old Evans and Godwin. They had, uh, they had a rough go whenever Rojo is carrying the ball this much. So I really like him going forward, man. If someone uh, has him on their team and, and still doesn't believe they, they're maybe a Leonard Fournette truther, I'd probably go try and pick Rojo up because uh, Ronald Jones is – he looks big. He looks fast. He looks like a, a faster Garrett Blunt almost in that Tampa uniform from, from years back. 
if well, you're yeah, a Leonard Fournette truther, you're you sound like a flat earther at this point. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man. <laughs> Sorry, our, our, our one of our Ditcher guys, one of our GYGs, he's still on. He's still on that Fournette bandwagon. So we'll see. What y'all think know. about Swift, though, man? I had him uh, riding my pine in a league, but uh, do you think the uh, the changing of the guard is there? Well, are they finally going to send old man Peterson out to pasture and and give the ball to Swift uh, the second half of the season? Patricia, man, you just can't tell with that guy because. Uh, yeah. He, he's the kind of guy who will, like, punish a player if he do not like the way the attitude they brought on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something, you know, right? And True. Man, I mean, you'd like to think. So if he wants to keep his job, right? So what, One of the least rational coaches. Maybe this is the game that, you know, the offensive coordinator, you know, the reason why Adrian Peterson was brought in because of Darrell Bevel, you know, that was Adrian's Peter, uh, Adrian Peterson's uh, coordinator in Minnesota. So maybe this last game, you know, Swift shows him a little something. Maybe he didn't trust a rookie because they hadn't had preseason or any of that stuff. So here comes AP in there, or ADP in there. Yeah. As a Swift owner, I think that uh, Peterson's time, you know, it's 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 a typical Matt Patricia situation, just like Jay alluded to. You know, right. you just you can't believe the, 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 the least rational coach probably in the business. He's just making another, you know, move where – You've got this guy, obviously, who you drafted in the second round. You know, like he looked great out there, man. They had him in the goal line. He had, he broke off a fifty yarder. He was just killing, killing the Jaguars. It was a great matchup, so you can't take too much into this. But uh, I just hope that yeah, they just give him at least you know half the snaps, half the carries, and uh, he'll probably do something with it. Be a nice flex option. I wouldn't put him too high on the on the rankings quite yet. But uh, who's next, Jay? We got. Uh, well, well, I just want to add. It, it was a great matchup. So yes, you are correct, Sarkia. Keep that in context, people. So yes, sir. Uh, next six through ten, we've got Miles Sanders, Miles Gaskin, Joe Mixon, Jonathan Taylor, and David Johnson, all putting up between thirteen to fourteen points in a half point PPR setting. And we kind of expected Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, Jonathan Taylor, even to be around that top ten. But uh, Miles Gaskin and David Johnson. Uh, Pat, even from your peripheral, Miles Gaskin, David Johnson, you see those two guys kind of hanging out around that top 10, or is this just kind of like maybe huh, it's a good matchup? Uh, Gaskin definitely uh, over Johnson, I think, hang in terms of hanging around. Uh, from what I've seen of Gaskin, uh, he seems to be the only the only uh deal in town, you know, there in the backfield. Uh, Brita getting you know run every now and again, but he looks good, you know, and that offense with Fitz. Uh, and especially in a PPR, Gaskin definitely a flex to an RB, you know, two to th- I mean, low end two to three even. Uh, David Johnson, a little bit more of a crapshoot, I think. I think he's matchup dependent. Uh, maybe, maybe that offense is kind of coming around. Deshaun looked a lot better uh, this week than he has in past weeks. Uh, but I'm not trusting David Johnson just yet. And, and a flex for sure, but I, I don't know if I'm slotting him into that rb2 just yet when p talking about that houston offense uh with new coaching and everything they they actually showed up pretty well against what we thought might have been a tough tennessee titans defense but that was a lot of points that they both allowed in that game i mean is that tennessee titans defense not as strong as we think or is that the houston offense maybe I think it's a little bit of both. The The Titans have shown that they've uh, they've been uh, susceptible to some big fantasy outputs. I think it was uh, the Minshew-led Jaguars only lost by three points in the shootout earlier, and they also uh, 
were the the first team to where Kirk Cousins and the Vikings finally got off the Schneid offensively. I think that was week three. They uh, they oh, right. gave, the, gave the Titans a big game. So yep. I wouldn't be too scared of the Titans. Uh, they 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 were bad against the run, but it looks like they're they're getting a little bit better. Johnson only had 57 on 19 carries, so I wouldn't be expecting too much as far as rushing yardage. But you can really get to him in the past. Like they they've got some. Uh, some corners and some schemes. He's brought in uh, all the old Patriots corners like Butler and uh, and who's been I playing pretty well actually. He has. He's he's got the spl- the splash plays though. You know he'll get yeah, a, he'll get a nice interception. He'll get just like he did in the Super Bowl. You know he's got the uh, the big play. But then when you see the next one, it's him getting beat deep. You know I saw right. uh, Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks both abusing Malcolm Butler quite a bit. Not to mention the other members of the Tennessee secondary. So. I would probably target them as a, a matchup to look for uh, as far as your quarterbacks, tight ends, and maybe your uh, – as Fells had a big game as well at the tight end spot for, for Houston. But, yeah, as right. well as the, the receivers, you know, both Fuller and Cooks had great games. Well, let me touch on uh, some of those running backs who actually put up single digits, which we talked about. A lot of people put up single digits that you were expecting double-digit points from. Uh, we know Raheem Mostert now got injured. He was putting up single digits. The Rams running backs that you know nobody can sort of quite pick all put up single digits. Mr. Todd Gurley, Antonio Gibson puts up less than J.D. McKissick. Kareem Hunt, single digits. Uh, I mean, w- w- what's going on here? Do we, Damian Harris, you know, we're at Patriots running backs, right? All single. So what, what are we supposed to do here, P, with those guys? Well, we got differing levels of panic, I'd say. You know, on a, on a Todd Gurley, you know, that's kind of just if he gets a touchdown, he's gravy. If he's not, it, it doesn't happen. So I wouldn't be too worried about him. Kareem Hunt, that's just a bad matchup. Uh, but guys like uh, like Gibson, that's really concerning. I was going to bring him up in our halftime segment possibly because he had a he had a few nice rushing touchdowns to begin the year, but lately this McKissick usage has just gotten out of hand, and uh, they've they're. They're the Washington football team. They don't have a name. They don't have a winning record. They're likely going to be losing most games. And they've shown that whenever they're losing, McKissick's going to be the, the the trailing back, the receiving back that they want to use to try and get back in the game. So, so disappointing for Gibson owners. You know, I cut amazing. McKissick just before, on Sunday morning, I think, or Saturday night. Yeah, it's, come on. It's amazing. I don't – Riverboat Ron, I don't like it at all. I don't, I don't even know. That, uh, that offense has no identity whatsoever and – it just seems like different, you know, it's McLaurin, it's, you know, it's uh, Antonio Gibson one week. It's so it's a very hard offense to read because they don't know who they are. True, true. And regardless of who's playing quarterback, Kyle Allen doesn't look much better than Haskins. I, nope. I actually traded away McLaurin last week uh, before the before this week's games just to kind of get out of that Washington football team business. I didn't want to I didn't want to risk, you know, going from one quarterback to the other. I didn't really that might be a, a good. Move. Yeah, I kind of wanted to get out of that before it got too bad. So uh, uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not really feeling old, uh, old Gibson going forward. And uh, I don't know. What do you think, Jay? Do, don't you have him in a league? Oh, yeah. No, I definitely have Gibson in a redraft league. I'm only in two leagues, one dynasty, one redraft. And, yeah, I have him in the redraft. And it was very disappointing to see because I finally promoted him into my starting lineup, you know, after he'd been riding the bench as a rookie. And, uh, yeah, to see that, especially after I cut McKissick, so disappointing to see him get more touches. I don't know what's happening there. And um, I'm not going to drop him, but, man, he's going back to the bench for one more week. We'll see what happens. Right. 
Well, Pat, speaking of talking about some guys either I might stash on my bench or trash, let's go ahead and take it into some halftime hits for these waivers to stash or trash. Jay, real quick on some running backs uh, that I wanted to touch on before we we get out of the running back uh, situation. Uh, Miles Sanders situation, uh, Boston Scott, I'm a, I don't know, there's not many of us, but I'm actually a, a guy that has ro- that is rostering Boston Scott. Uh Anything there? Do you see any value there? Oh, yeah, I mean, no, he's starting. He's starting. Miles is out. Then Boston Scott is going to be starting. P, you disagree? No, oh, that's exactly what's going to be happening. You're just hoping that it's not going to be an Alexander Madison. I just wanted to touch on him. Yeah. I realized we didn't get to, <laughs> to him. He was so right, far down yeah. on the list. You know, yeah. we, uh, we we'll, had we'll him high. I, got, I had have something to get to him. Okay, good, good. I just want yeah. to let everybody know that uh, Alexander uh, Crappison or whatever we want to we want to call him is, uh, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Philip Lindsay, 101 rushing yards. Yeah, on, uh, man. 23 attempts. I thought I'm that was a, very I'm, interesting. I was impressed. Yeah. I think he's not, I think he's equal to Gordon as far as, you know, what, what their fantasy value could equal going forward. So we'll see. I think I heard a three game suspension from the NFL is looming. We'll just see what kind of the, uh, how the, the legal stuff plays out. Right. So if you're a Philip Lindsay owner, just understand his value will diminish a little bit in a few weeks. But, you know, know your asset. And if you want to ship him or keep him, just understand what you have. Right. Sir, I would agree. Let's get into them halftime hits, fellas. Halftime hits. It's a halftime hit. What you got? What you smoking? Halftime hits. The halftime hits everybody's favorite part of the podcast when I sing this ridiculous song. All right, all right, all right. It's halftime. That's time for halftime hits. We got stash or dump. It's our weekly segment to tell y'all when you got your waiver wires, you got to make room on your team. Who are you going to keep? Who are you going to get rid of? First quarterbacks. All right. We're going to go Jay and then Pat. We got Matt Stafford really uh, underwhelmed in this matchup against the Jaguars, but he's got Atlanta this week. You know, they've been giving up major points to the quarterbacks. What are we thinking? Should Stafford be stashed or dumped? Well, I actually already stashed him in a redraft league, uh, especially for this upcoming week. So, yeah, I'm either going to use him or I'm going to trade him for value because people have buys. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Pat? I'm going to go with uh, a stash depending on your situation. If you're good, if you're, if you got a top eight quarterback, I think you can go ahead and dump. But if you're a streamer, I'd go ahead and, and uh, keep him around. Yeah, we got Baltimore. He's Kershaw's so, friend, okay? Yeah. Lamar and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick both have a bye this week. So I can see him either being picked up and streamed or maybe stashed and streamed. So, uh, but yep. to, to, to think about or to speak about Miami going on a bye this week, now we got Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, we, were, we got the Tua looming, you know, any week now it could be Tua. So uh, are we going to hold Fitzpatrick through the bye? Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna hold. I'm going to stash him. All righty. How about that? De- definitely stashing. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's earned he our value. respect. I love it. I love it. Thanks, guys. That's, that makes me feel nice and <laughs> fuzzy inside. It's just All for right. you. To our running backs now, uh, Mr. $88 Fab bid himself, Naheem Hines. He, no, This is the first game where the Colts have been, you know, not the first, but they were in catch-up mode a majority of the game, and they actually came back in catch-up right. mode, and Naheem Hines was not a part of it at all. So I've about had it with him. What do you all think about Naheem Hines, Jay? Oh, boy. So first off, I never had the chance to spend a lot of Fab on him, so I have not owned him at all in either of my leagues, but... 
I would suspect if he was out on the wire right now, I probably would not pick him up. Yeah, that's a good gauge. All right, what do you think, Pat? Yeah, I, I got to go with Jay here. Yeah, and the thing is, he's on a bye this week too, so it's going to be tough. All right, right. next guy, uh, Mark Ingram. He had a little ankle injury, but I hear that he could be back after the bye. But are you going to hold him through the bye? That's an extra roster spot. Uh, Jason? I think I'm going to stash him through the bye. I mean, he's a running back, so you know I have to if he's healthy. Yeah, keeping keeping with it. Keep trust the process, Patrick. The list of frustrating running back backfields to own: Rams, uh, the Ravens, yep. other Patriots. ones that I can't think of. Patriots, yeah, Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Niners. Just, Niners. Have you been dealing with injuries and nothing? Washington, Washington football Washington, team. There you go. Yes. Yes, there's a few so, out there. Yeah. There's just a category of these running backs that it's like, sure, you know, they're running backs. Like Jason said, they have certainly have value. But when do you start them? When don't you start them? But you got to you got to stash them for those tough times. Yeah. yeah just hook- if Mark Ingram was on the waiver, people would scoop him up. Yes. That's yes. True. For sure. Still has, still has the value. Speaking of frustrating backfields, uh, we had some coach speak to typical coach speak. McVay mm-hmm. talking up Cam Akers in the uh, in midweek. And then he you plays him for one. Oh, my number one guy. Yeah, it's all lies. Fake news. Exactly. It was a a number two as in second round pick, and now this guy is completely healthy apparently, but still only one snap. Now, can we we keep him on our our roster, man? This is tough. Uh, Patrick, I know you've got him. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm pretty sure I spent either a third or fourth round pick, so just on that principle alone, I'm the stupid guy who who drafted him way too high, so on that principle. Yeah, yep. I love it. You're not committed. Yeah. I feel the same. Yeah. I got funny. him in the fifth or sixth, but it's still like I can't just drop this guy. What do you think, Jay? I uh, yeah, no, I didn't have him. Uh, if anybody saw my rankings as high as a lot of people did, so I didn't have him in any stock of him anywhere. But yeah, if you've got him, I mean, I don't know. If he was on the wire, I'd probably scoop him up though. Yeah, yeah, he it's, would it's, be a guy that that would get scooped up pretty quickly. He's also got a little bit of value because if if Daryl Henderson gets nicked up at all exactly anybody then, one injury yeah. yes yeah, and that's yeah. we've not- seen we've seen malcolm brown come in and just slow everything down they i heard the nickname slow yeah. down brown today so and i like that a lot because <laughs> whenever he comes in he looks about half the speed of daryl henderson so let's uh let's i guess you have to hope for injury you know cam Akers is a pure handcuff at this point so yeah basically a lot of your bench running backs are going to be non-starters who you hope may get a starting role at some point in the season Right. All right. Let's go to some wide receivers. Uh, we've got some uh, an old man here. Looks like this might be his last year in the league. If I'm if I had to guess, looking at him, it's Julian Edelman. He had 179 yards earlier this year, career high against Seattle. But other than that, he's had nothing but duds. He's got more passing yards this week than receiving yards. So I guess maybe oh. they should play him at quarterback. I don't know what's going on with that. So uh, what do you think, Jay? Julian Edelman. Man, yeah, no, I mean, I, I look, uh, all respect to Julian. You know, he's the man. In fact, I think he's a Hall of Famer for sure, though, uh, even though a lot of people may not agree with that. But uh, for, for fantasy purposes this year, he's underperformed from what even I had him at. I had him at a wide receiver four, and I feel like that's kind of tough. But I think you might be able to stream somebody else out there, though. Yep, I'm getting on that train with you. It sucks. I've got him in Dynasty, but he might be the next guy on the chopping block. How do you think, Pat? That offense just looks so bad. Oh, I mean, awful. it looks just putrid. So yeah. because of that and because already I just really didn't like him, he's an older wide receiver, and there's a lot of younger uh, white wide receivers that are more sexy. So, Yeah. 
Gonna have to take them out to pasture with uh, old Landry and Marvin Jones and a few of those older guys that we've had to had to discard or T.Y. Hilton. You know, these guys just aren't aren't relevant anymore. They've got the name value, but they just aren't worth rostering. Some right, old a couple yellow younger moments. guys. Exactly, a couple younger guys, but maybe they're getting old quick. We've got uh, Mr. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MVS. We had a lot of fab spent on him. Everybody talking about uh, Rogers' number two target. What do we think? MVS, worth the roster spot? Jay. Uh, to me, MVS is, usually has a roster spot on my team as long as I'm getting him for $0, and he's my last guy on my roster. Uh, but, yeah, otherwise, no. I mean, he could be an easy cut. Yeah, first in, first out. All right, uh, Jay, I mean, uh, Patrick. Yeah, I, I like Jay's answer there. It's He's just a hard guy. The Packers wide receiving core, very hard to distinguish outside of uh, Devontae. So, yeah. True, true. All right, now this one's tough, man. This guy was a, a, a top pick this year. Uh, in the last couple of years, he's going to be on a downward trajectory for years now. So uh, it's Juju Smith-Schuster. What do we think? He's got Tennessee next week. It's a good matchup. Well, so one, of course, I probably had him the lowest ranked out of anybody here in, in our preseason rankings for sure. And I, I just I, I never really liked him anyway. So if I have him, I'm definitely not cutting him, but I'm going to trade him away for sure. Yeah, but what can you get at this point, man? He's had multiple awful games in a row capped by this six yard performance. What do you I'd think? I'd probably Pat? even I'd get even a backup running back shit, dude. Yeah, just a handcuff. Wow. All right. Has, Patrick? Has, has anybody said this? Poo poo Smith Schuster? I mean, yeah. oh, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, am, I, I drafted him as a wide receiver too. He has not been that at all. And with so many talented wide receivers and freaking Les Claypool, but down at the down, down, but down at the down, down. All over everybody. So it's uh, it's hard to it's hard to ride him. He, he's projected for 10 every week, but. He ain't going to get it, probably. <laughs> and with, with with no Deontay Johnson playing, for him to put this up, I know there was the, – the only thing was, the caveat is they, they only threw the ball 20, 22, 24 times. It was I, – I started being in a different league, and I regretted it because they just blew the damn doors off the Browns. Like, the Browns didn't even put up a fight, and therefore there was really no game to be had. They didn't – they had a rushing touchdown with Claypool, and besides that, it was uh, – Right. They didn't, you know, if it's not needed, then why force it, you know? But uh, we'll see next week. I think it could be a, a, a get-right game for Juju against Tennessee. I think, they, like I said earlier, they kind of struggle against receivers. So if he doesn't perform against Tennessee, he's off my team, though. I'm telling you all that. Yeesh. All right, next week we got – or not next week. Next we got tight ends. Uh, a couple of the uh, low-end tight end ones drafted this year, but kind of kind of disappointing. Uh, first one is uh, Mr. Hig Beast. Not quite the beast he's been since the three touchdown game. Uh, are we still uh, are we still holding on to Tyler Higby? I'm gonna go with Patrick. Nah, I mean outside of that big game, just not much, and uh, just weird. He's lost in that offense. No. Yeah, too many targets. They were throwing to everybody last night, and it wasn't really working. I'm gonna go. He even led the team in receiving yardage, and it wasn't that impressive. Uh, and uh, Jason. Yeah, no, I, I never really liked him. I always liked Everett better, so no. Yeah, I remember your your take on that one. All right, the other one is uh, I don't know if I brought this one up yet, but old Evan Ingram, man, they had a, a good matchup against Washington, and he's still not performing. Daniel Jones just can't put anything on the board for these uh, for these New York receiving options. What do we think about Evan Ingram, Jay? Yeah, I don't. I've never been as high on him as everybody else. I don't remember where, where I had him ranked, but definitely lower than most. So no, I'm 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 waving. Cutting him. All right, Pat. Really, besides Slayton, no one in that offense that you can 
trust at all. That offense is just so bad. I'm pretty sure it's 32nd in the league. So, yeah, yeah, it's hard. They've got a Thursday night game against Philly this week, and Philly's got some real issues. Uh, their their linebackers struggle against tight ends, so maybe yeah, give them maybe yeah. yeah, let's give him a Juju Smith Schuster, you know, last chance saloon chance uh, here. But if he doesn't perform against Philly, then uh, we'll we'll get him to the trash heap. All right, that was uh, our halftime hit stash or dump. Let's go into the the rest of the stud performers. Actually, before that, Price, I'm going to check in with our uh, better days bets that we did on Thursday. Oh, nice. Let's see, see how we uh, did. Yeah, we'll see how we did, and I'll just go through them real quickly. Uh, insert insert stock music music right here. Yes. Start spreading the news. Anyways, uh, so the first bet that we had was James Robinson versus Todd Gurley. I won't give the matchups. I'm just going to give the players here. James Robinson won that one. He had 13.3, 8.2 only for Todd Gurley. Uh, so that one uh, was gotten by uh looks like jared and trey got that one so you so you both lost on that one both of y'all had Gurley on that one so. check out the big 1. brain 4. on Brad. both backs underperformed but yes we lost that one for sure yes. okay ceh versus jonathan taylor ceh winning this one uh jer bear and price got that one yes, right sir. so jay you're over two on these but we're gonna two, come back jonathan here. taylor trey didn't get that one as well so madison versus aaron jones for the next bet uh, it was three to one. Jay, Jared, and Trey got that one. Price, you missed on that one. You took Aaron Jones. Uh, oh, I'm Are sorry. You sure? no, I got that. I got that mixed up. It was yeah. over three. Yes, yes. You got that one, Price. Yes, because Aaron Jones had eleven point six. Got it and, over on my comrades there. Yes, yes, you did. So you, yeah. So that put you more there. underperformers again. Now keep going though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Madison was with, better than your turn. Madison with <laughs> three point right. five versus Atlanta. So yeah, I could see where. Uh, we went over three. Allen Robinson versus Robbie Anderson in the same game here. Y'all split this vote. Uh, it was Robbie Anderson winning with 9.7. Both of them kind of underperformed here. Underperformed again, yeah. And that was uh, both of you who I'm talking to right now, Jay and uh, Price. Yes, got that one. Eat so it, eat it. Y'all got it. Uh, Odell versus Jamie Crowd. Uh, it was Jamie Crowder in this one, and Price and Trey got that one. Uh, Jamie, Jamie Crowder with uh, 8.3. Odell with a disappointing 3.5. So, mm, mm, mm. sorry, Odell. Both, both single digits again. Ouch, town population. The you, biggest blowout of the whole week, probably, and won probably a lot of fantasy uh, leagues. Uh, Jefferson versus Hollywood Brown. Jefferson with an amazing 38.1. I'm sure we're going to get to that in our next segment. Jay, uh, you two again. Jay uh, and Price guessed that one. So, y'all both had Jefferson on that one. Yeah, baby. We had a Jefferson. Hi. Right now. Yeah, we're going to talk about Jefferson real soon, actually. That's right. And then uh, Lamar Jackson versus Fitzpatrick. That was three to one. Uh, it was Lamar looking back to his old self. 31.2 versus Ryan Patrick, 16. Uh, P, you're the only one that took Ryan Patrick, so the other three got that one. Oh, uh, yeah, guys. So I got a few W's in there. You got some. Yeah, you definitely got some W's. So this was before. So let me tally it up with the CEH. So J. No, so it was Jared and Price who had CEH, so they won. So Price, you won the week five yes, to sir. three to three to three. So you won Ooh. by two. So that's pretty good there, Price. The Mad King, better days, better big days. Win. The it Mad a, King takes it down again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh. Let him burn. Oh. 
Call him for your free reading, I guess. Call me now for your free reading. Jay, we're talking about wide receivers here. Is that correct? Wide, wide, wide receivers. Wide receivers. That's right. Justin Jefferson, you touched on that man. He was the leading wide receiver this past weekend with 38 points. That's a half-point PPR against the, of course, the Atlanta Falcons, right? Uh, but rounding out that top five was Julio Jones, Will Fuller, Keelan Cole, and A.J. Brown. And preseason, a lot of people had Julio Jones up in that area. Maybe some A.J. Brown people in the top ten, but Will Fuller, Keelan Cole, Justin Jefferson, P. Who can kind of keep hanging with those big boys up in the top ten moving forward? Uh, those two names that look jumping out to me off the page are uh, Justin Jefferson and Will Fuller. We've got uh, Justin Jefferson, the ascending talent, the rookie man at LSU. He's looks like flashes of old uh, Odell Beckham. Man, he's got 300-yard games out of the last four. He's got two touchdowns, albeit in garbage time, but you still got to get him in there. The uh, the second one was just an amazing play. He yes. made a great play on the outside on the on the on the fade route, and then uh, split the defenders uh, more yards after catch for old Justin Jefferson. He's he's just looks amazing and already getting more targets than Adam Thielen this week. That could be something wide that we'll open. Well, that's nothing new. Yeah, exactly, man. This dude's wide open down the field. He is running routes he's getting yards after the catch he's uh he's not dropping anything I'd, i really like what i see out of him but uh also it's it's uh mr trey himself will fuller you know he hyped him up early in the he season. did <laughs> I, I hope some people went and picked him up because uh will fuller's been balling man ever since that uh second week where he got the goose egg he was kind of injured against baltimore he's uh he scored a touchdown in four straight games now he's got 200 yard games out of the last four he's getting uh you know, targets every week. He's got at least four catches in the last four games. You know, staying I just, healthy. I, yeah, exactly. He looks like a different receiver. Not only healthy, but uh, I used to watch him all the way back in Notre Dame, and he was always a deep threat. And now they're really using him on, in underneath routes. That's making the uh, the defense respect him. You know, you can't really just cover him deep all the time. Whenever he's running all that underneath digs and those drags and those slants, and uh, he's got some nice yards after the catch himself. So I like both of those guys. Maybe borderline top ten options rest uh-huh. of the year. Yeah, Keelan Cole, at least we told people, was at least a good waiver play for this week if Chark wasn't playing. Chark did play, but it seemed like he was a little banged up in that game, huh? Yeah, it looked like uh, Cole maybe was the, the favorite target over Chenault, who uh, some of our guys really liked. But, yeah, Cole, man, he's got the he's got the tenure there, and he, he looked good. i got to be honest, I watched a lot of that game, and he was the preferred target over uh, over Shark and, uh, and Chenault, so... Well, all those guys put up 20 points. Uh, I'll round out the next 6 through 10, which, of course, this is a guy people have been hearing me mention a lot about. Mr. T. Higgins at the sixth spot, uh, followed by Brandon Cooks, another Texan. Travis Fulgham from them Eagles. Marcus Johnson, who from the Colts, and Chase Claypool rounding that out. So out of those, we... Hey, I mean, those are all guys kind of new into the top 10. I mean, P, out of all those, Pat, I mean, tell me, uh, who do you see hanging out at least in the top 15 rest of the season out of those guys? Oh, man, I like um, the way that Fulham looked. I mean, athletic, made that, like I said, the that I mentioned, the, that catch in the end zone where the he just, jump ball. yeah, that jump ball uh, was very impressive. And I like T. Higgins, you know, him and Burrow seem to have a pretty good rapport. Uh, I, Rookies. I like I like those two rookies going forward. You know, I mean, uh, is is Fulham a rookie? No, no, also, no, no. T. Higgins and Burrow, you're talking about. Man. Yeah, I would. Yeah. No, it's. It, I, I guess I could look it up, but um, 
Marcus Johnson, I think that's more of a kind of a we'll wait and see. And, you know, he's Rivers kind of had a he had a, a pretty good game, but then he looked kind of awful, too. So it was kind of an enigma of a game. And I think Pascal got in. And so who knows kind of with that. Um, and then Claypool did it again. Looks looking good. Uh, there with 16 points and uh, looking like Ben's number one guy as a Juju owner. I'm crying in my beer. That's and definitely then, his GYG right there. Huh? That is. I mean, that's his guy. So, And then uh, Cooks, I think he's looking better over the last couple of weeks. You know, when I go to, uh, you know, Price is nice enough to have me over to his house on some Sundays and uh, we're all, we always have the Texans on because uh, we have some Texans fans there. So, I get to see a lot of Brandon Cooks, and over the last about three weeks, I've I have been impressed for a guy that seems to get lost in the offense. Sometimes he's he's looked good over these last three weeks. Yeah, they're finally developing some chemistry. You know, like like Trey said last week, it takes a little bit of time sometimes with these free agent acquisitions and uh, you know changing teams, and you know they had the lack of preseason, so it's uh yeah it's good to see him come into fruition. And uh, it, it just sucks for uh, some of us who dropped him before it happened. You know, like uh, <laughs> yeah we uh, we had a bunch of rage drops after that bagel he put up a few weeks back, and so since then the uh, the, the benefactors of all these points have been those uh, those smart people who picked him up. So. I'm just I'm real happy with Fulham. I, I spend a lot of fab on him. I'm real happy to see that man. That's awesome. And we'll be talking about Marcus Johnson later later in the uh, waiver period. Well, yes, and I just sir. want to touch on some of those because we had talked about some of the duds that we had. A lot of people put in starters or expecting big things. We mentioned Tyree Kill putting up single digits. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Devontae Adams. Uh, who else? We have Brandon Ayuk, DJ Chark, Allen Robinson, uh, Hollywood Brown, Chris Godwin. A lot of single digits being put up out there. What Mike Evans hey, too? I'm what sure. Happened? Right. So, I mean, uh, rough week for a lot of wide receivers out there, but most of them you probably stick with usually all those names. P. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't. I don't see too many signs of uh, signs of panic anywhere. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I might have a little bit of uh, tempered expectations for the Tampa receivers going forward. Not only do they look like they want to rely on that defense and Ronald Jones quite a bit, but now with the emergence of uh, or the reemergence of, of the ghost of Rob Gronkowski, man, he was out there. Uh, he got a touchdown, first one of the year, and he was the the main the main receiving leader for that hey, team. Hey, hey, hey! Let's get that tight end intro music yeah, sound, my yeah, Pat. Exactly. Tight ends. Yes, so just as P mentioned, Mr. Gronkowski makes the top 10, almost cracks the top five. He comes in at the sixth spot with 16 points, and like you said, Gronk was getting some. But as we mentioned before, with tight ends, you usually have a consistent top four or five, and outside of that, you got guys between that 6 to 15 range. So this week's top five, number one, right, another one of those, Anthony Ferkser, who 24 points out of the Tennessee Titans, followed up by George Kittle, what Trey Burton. Oh, yes. <laughs> and Trey Burton, who was kind of a hot DFS pick, uh, Travis Kelsey and so Darren Fells. Right Kittle, Kelsey typically up there, but Fells, Burton, and Ferkser. You guys see a home for these guys, or is uh, Johnny Smith coming back, P? What's up with that? But do not take uh, me lightly. I, <laughs> I think the Ferkser outcome was uh, mainly a product of them being – in a shootout with uh, with the Texans, the the Titans Texans game forty two thirty six, lots of points scored. So it was well, it's pretty pretty awful if you're a Janu Smith owner because I really think that that should have been you know majority of it should have gone to Janu. So because a lot of that happened after Janu went out, I think in the second quarter. So 
that's pretty much uh, something you shouldn't be expecting going forward. However, I do like the other two names in our top five. You know, they're, uh, you know, maybe yeah, maybe three options. Yeah, Trey Burton and Darren Fells. I think as long as uh, as long as Atkins is out or Aikens, I guess his name is for the for the Texans. Let's go ahead and keep rolling. Fells out as a as a low end tight end one, and then Trey Burton looks like he stole the job from. Uh, I think Molly Cox is injured right now, but but old Jack Doyle, he never really was a, a starter in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. So Trey Burton's uh, definitely got him licked for the athleticism and the and the, and the receiving ability. So he's got a. He's got, got a, a nice touchdown too. Yeah, Let's exactly. Yeah, he's got got some versatility. They used him in the Wildcat, and uh, we all know that uh, Philip Rivers, Mister Shotput, he likes those tight ends. He always uh, loved uh, old, old Gates through the years. So it'll be interesting to see if Trey Burton can can keep it up. I know Trey likes him a lot. Like a blind man at an orgy, I was going to have to feel things out. Yes, it was, Gronk was filling some shit out, out there, though, too. He kind of basically put up numbers in that top five as well. I mean, so add him to that conversation. Do you see that moving forward with Gronk? Is he getting his legs or another just one game hit and miss with the Bucks? Oh, man, that's a tough one, man. If I had to guess, I would actually try and sell high off this game. You know, I, I, uh, I don't think there's going to be many games where Gronk leads that team in targets with Evans and Godwin on the or team. You think so you're better than me? I would probably add. I think it, they, they made a concerned effort to try and get Gronk the touchdown to kind of get that off the schneid, you know. So if uh, if, yeah, I had, uh, if I could well, get anything for him, I would. They a lot of yeah, they were injured in a lot of the receiving options as well, so no doubt. So yeah. uh, well, let me let me round out the rest of that top ten for the tight ends because I want to get to our waivers so we can close this out, though. Uh, the rest of the top ten all at least gave you double digits, so these were the rest of your lottery tickets for double-digit points from tight ends. Mr. Hayden Hurst, which a number of people started, but Mr. Adam Shaheen, probably very few started. Logan Thomas gave you some double digits, and Nick Boyle from Baltimore, which probably didn't have too many starts. So you guys see any of those boys repeating? Uh, no, I wouldn't have any uh, confidence. Boyle, uh, that's usually going to be Mark Andrews in that spot. Logan Thomas, we talked about how Washington's a team we likely want to avoid. And uh, Adam Shaheen as well, he caught a pass that would usually go to Gasicki. So uh, I would just say that Hayden Hurst, you know, it's kind of encouraging signs. He uh, He's had a rough year up and down so far. He's had uh, two good games and looks like four bad games. So, you know, it's kind of what the, the life of a tight end, you know. Sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. So... If he was dropped, I wouldn't be wouldn't be scared to go pick him up. I'm a Logan Thomas owner, so I'm a little bit more biased, but I kind of like Logan Thomas. Uh, I think Kyle Allen, that's maybe his safety blanket. Uh, in the red zone, they kind of look for him uh, every so often. I think, you know, I don't know if I would put him as a top eight, but maybe a viable starter. Hopefully he starts to trend up for me because, uh, yeah. Maybe hey, I can play him in a flex over stupid this, Naheems. This week they're playing Dallas, so, you know, maybe this yeah. will be a, a chance for him to break out. Um, I may roll him out. When Mark Andrews fans uh, who started him, he put up that, that little duds for the week, though. Also, that was kind of weak for them. Sorry about them. Yeah, yeah I think that's that's the roller coaster season right there. That's You're going to have those every every now and again, I think. Well, let's get into our waivers so we can close this show out, folks. The Tommy Joe Waiver Segment, sponsored by the Costa Rican Tourist Official Tourism Board, I guess they would be called. Go on, Jay. 
All right, we're here with our waivers of the week. Uh, before we get out, some of you guys are going to be dropping some go. folks, hopefully adding to your team. We touched on a number of people who peaked up in the top 10, uh, maybe getting starting positions from injuries. P-Man, would you start us off with, uh, who's a solid waiver that people should be looking at and give them some context for where they fit in their lineup? All right, I got some top shelf, I got some medium shelf, and I got some $1 guys. So uh, top the shelf. well in the call. Exactly. Our top shelf, you know, our 1942, it's going to be the uh, the running backs, man. Every time there's an injury, there's an opening. So we got uh, our favorite uh, Northeastern caller, Mr. Boston Scott. We got uh, we got Mr. Hasty from San Francisco with the news that uh, that old Raheem Mostert might go on the IR. I, uh, I saw McKinnon kind of look a little bit slower, a little bit. Uh, I don't know if he was injured or what happened, but they banged up. Yeah, exactly. I think they went to hasty at the end of that game. I mean, he looked pretty good. You know, I I heard the comparison to a, to Devontae Freeman, you know, kind of that, that shorter stocky or dreadlock guy who maybe doesn't have top speed, but he's got, uh, he's got real, uh, real gut, you know, real grit, you know, he's going to get those tough yards. So I like hasty as a, uh, as a mid-level guy, you know, and then I like, uh, I like the Gus bus. But then, uh, as far as the one dollar, let's go. Uh, let's go to some Colts. We're going to go with uh, Trey Burton, and we're going to go Marcus Johnson. I think it, it could be a chance for for the the Colts receiving core to have a new man. You know, the Michael Pittman should have been the man, but he got injured. So now it looks like Mr. Marcus Johnson. Yeah, out of nowhere. I mean, I can't. I don't. I just. I like all of those, especially you know me and Niners fans or Michael Hastings. Yes, I mean he's got good speed and and. I would definitely put some fab on him. I don't know how much I would put on him because I already have Jarek McKinnon, but I probably need a backup plan. Tevin Coleman's going to be out a few weeks still. So, yeah, Jermichael Hasty has more speed than Mr. Wilson. Where um, did Hasty play college, Jay? Do you know? Uh, I think at Oregon. Actually, oh, okay. I think he went to Baylor is what I heard. But it's definitely, oh, yeah. it was definitely a green and yellow team. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, so, either way, uh, he's been very fast. Uh, he's He's been there for a while and at least – Everything that I've read about him, they, they love his speed, you know, so uh, that's why they got him. Uh, but as far as the Colts wide receiver and crew, though, yeah, I just can't ever trust Phillip Rivers. I feel like he picks like a, a favorite, a new best friend every few weeks and throws to them for a couple of weeks and then picks a new best friend a few weeks later. You know, I just don't know about them. True, true. That's definitely why he's the one dollar guy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jermichael Hasty though, how much would you spend? I'll try to throw out there what I would spend in a redraft. Yeah, I just don't know about redraft. I guess you want them now. I'd probably throw a solid $8 minimum. Ooh, man, I was going to get up to the $15 range. I think you're going to get at least three weeks of, uh, of startable yeah. action. You know, I, I might- it, it, it's, it's kind of a crapshoot with McKinnon's usage, but I think I could see Hasty taking over the Mostert role. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Um, you know, the 15 to $20 range probably to, to, to get your guy. Running backs are, are tough, man. It's scarce. What about mm-hmm. old Boston Scott? Y'all think uh, 20, 20 bucks is about right for him? to? Because it looks right. like at least so let me add, miles. Let me, let me add one more to that. J.D. McKissick. So between Jermichael Hasty, Boston Scott, and J.D. McKissick, like who are we putting the most on and kind of ranking them one through three, I guess, there, if you're trying to grab them. McKissick's lurked the most impressive and involved you know, it's hard to say with Boston Scott because it's just been the Miles Sanders show there when he's healthy, but then now he's not healthy. Uh, and then Hasty, it's it's hard to say. Also, he's kind of in that Boston Scott range. So Boston I was probably Scott, he at least looked good last year at the end yeah, of the year did. when 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 he, and Miles was out though. So there's, we've seen him do it a little, little bit. 
we've right. got a history with Scott. I'd, I'd put him at one and then, uh, I guess McKissick too, but it's really all about, like Jay said, if he's, if he's nicked up, you know, cause he didn't look right whenever he was out there. So, uh, I, I'd almost have McKissick and hasty neck and neck, you know, right. yeah, no, I think so. Boston's got at the top. I, I, me as a Niners fan, I would hedge. Yeah. I put hasty ahead of McKissick, but yeah, they're, they're kind of neck and neck, uh, but risk reward with hasty, right? Exactly. Shoot well, for the fence. Get your guy. Makes me feel good that I hung on to Boston Scott, my cousin from Boston. He's a good one. Yes, sir. Uh, let's go to uh, what do we want to go to? Wide receivers, though. Uh, wide receivers that could be out there on the wire. Uh, I'm seeing still that uh, the likes of uh, Mike Williams, Preston Williams are still out there for, uh, and they're only rostered in 40% of leagues, which means majority of leagues don't have them rostered. Both of them put up double-digit points this past week. I mean, do you guys like Mike Williams, Preston Williams going forward? Uh, definitely. I like Mike Williams. Uh, Trey had him as that uh, get your guy from last week. Uh, if he's out there, I'd definitely uh, spend some money on him. We'll see how Keenan Allen's back's coming along. But uh, if Keenan Allen's out, Mike Williams is almost around the top 20 range for me. And if Keenan Allen's in, I've still got Mike Williams in my probably – Top 30. Looks like Justin Herbert th- throws a great deep ball. So Mike Williams should be the, the target on a lot of those. As far as uh, what was the other Williams you said? Preston. Preston. Uh, hmm. Pat S. Lower. Uh, lower on Preston. You know, maybe a wide receiver for rest of the year. Rosterable. Definitely rosterable. But, you know, starting. He caught a touchdown, and, right? He did. Uh, he did. It was, it was yeah. less. He didn't put up double-digit, excuse me, I had that incorrect, though. Uh, yeah, but he put yeah. up double-digit before, but yes, he, he put up nine, but he's on the wire. I mean, uh, he's somebody who I would still be targeting if he was out yeah, there. Yeah, 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 touchdowns both weeks, and uh, he's definitely rosterable. I and like, char- bo- I like both ahead. of them Williams boys, you know, and then uh, you can even throw in Bobby Williams and, uh, and Waylon and Wiley Williams as well. <laughs> the whole clan. The whole clan, Meredith, everybody. I'm mm-hmm. liking them all. Yeah, you got any other receivers out there, P, you're looking at maybe to add from the uh, wire? Well, I was thinking maybe a zombie who we buried uh, last week or the two weeks ago even. His name's A.J. Green. Right. Hey, what, what's in your head, Price? What's in your head? What is dead may never die. So uh, he, right. he led the Bengals in targets this week. He didn't look great doing it. Still didn't have a, a whole lot of production, but... Uh, the Bengals will be throwing a whole lot, and uh, he's really only one one injury away. If either Boyd or Higgins goes down, I could see A.J. Green making his way back into the top 25 receivers every week. So we'll see. You know, I, that, it, he was my other $1 receiver, but I, I didn't even think he'd be worth mentioning. But it's just kind of funny, you know, these uh, these guys that we're writing off are, are coming back. Into, into, I must kill. The picture. Well, let me Good mention point. Keelan Cole again out there, though, still, because he's still only rostered in about 15% of leagues out in ESPN, at least, though. So Keelan Cole is available, especially Chark just seems to be banged up. I don't know if he's going to get right all season the way this is going, P. I mean, how are you looking at Chark even? You see him that's, lasting? That's a good call on Cole. I like that because uh, they'll be throwing every game. And I'm uh, the Jaguars are who we thought they were. They had a big win to start the year against the Colts, but – they're going to be in a negative game script. We'll see uh, Keelan Cole as a viable option. He's already in the, I think, the top 25, maybe in the top 20 now. Like, it's a very surprising name. Uh, as far as DJ Chark, uh, he's, a, he's a wide receiver, too, if he's healthy. Uh, I'm kind of scared how often he's injured. Very, uh, very tall, but very thin guy, you know. Like, I don't know how he's taking these hits, you know. These, uh, 
he had injuries last year to end the year. He would have finished the year in the top 10, I think, but uh, he was uh, kind of robbed of some production at the end of the year. So now second straight year, man, it's uh, it's concerning. What about quarterbacks? I want to touch on quarterbacks because everybody's got bye weeks coming up, you know, whether it be this coming week, the week after, they're going to hit everybody. And, you know, and I noticed that if Carson Wentz is out there, he's got a nice matchup. We mentioned him earlier, kind of having that, you know, he's got the Giants next and the Cowboys. So, yeah, if he's available, Carson Wentz could be a good streamer for you. He is yeah. my starter. He's my everyday starter now, now that my, my precious Dak is gone. I like it, man. And, and in the league that I had, Dak, I also picked up Wentz for uh, for zero fab. He wasn't he yeah. wasn't someone that people were looking at. And uh, yeah, the first two weeks he had 13 and 12. But since then, he's got 21, 21, 17 and now 29. So, yeah, man, can't can't hate it. And uh, like like we said, we've got the Giants this week and then Dallas after that, both at home. I, uh, I think definitely Carson Wentz is a great name to bring up, Jay. Anybody else you guys got in mind for the folks? Mm, what do y'all think about Philip Rivers? I was going to bring him up, but I just think that this was a total, you know, out of nowhere game. He, uh, he's got a yeah. high of 17 before this week, and now this week he had 27. What do y'all think? A mirage. I think it's a mirage. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I stay away still. Yeah, yeah. He, he let, just let looks cooked. He looks He's that oasis in the desert. It's not real. Guys, what do you think about Flacco? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, guys, we had to do that three-man weave. Good job today. Check out the big brain on bread. Yeah, we made it happen. That's right. We'll see you for the Super Show on Thursday.